1: Welcome back to another episode of The Reality Is. As always, it's Noor, and it's a very special episode because I'm joined by a very, um, you know, I'm going to call you my friend, a friend and a patron, but more importantly, a friend, uh, Katya Campbell. Um, I'm so excited that you're able to hop on the podcast today because you're just lovely in all your messages and all the thoughts that you've shared with us, and I just appreciate you so much. So welcome.
0: Thank you. I am so excited to be here. (laughs) And to meet, then to, and to, yeah, to get to talk about all these things.
1: Yes. So we're going to be talking mostly about Rehouses of Potomac. Uh, We'll touch on Married to Medicine a little bit. But, you know, I just love, I love um, talking to, if you've ever messaged me like on Instagram, I usually will respond. But I love talking to everybody who listens to us because I do feel like Arthi and I have created this sort of like corner of the Bravo world that is, uh more aware of just how how um certain th- how you know who is aware that things can be problematic but you could still find as long as you identify the problematic stuff you could still sometimes find the entertainment value and like we figured out our own little like niche of the reality tv world so I just love talking to anybody who thinks like we do as weird <laughs> as that sounds
0: <laughs> that does not sound weird and I appreciate it as well. I appreciate getting to listen to to you too and hearing the perspectives that I don't often hear from other pods. And I approach uh, media in terms of yes, it's good to be critical, but also we should be able to find some entertainment, right? So, yeah. I I like that. I like the I like the the balance of that.
1: Yeah. So, what do you love about reality TV?
0: You know, I have a background, well, I teach communication studies, and so I am fascinated with the way that people communicate, and um, part of my area is in media studies, so it's really fascinating to me about this, uh, how people deal with media, and especially now that we're getting into this area with social media and reality TV and how all of that meshes together. And it's fascinating to also witness, like, I have to be honest, I didn't quite get into it until Potomac, uh, until Potomac because um, yeah, it was like, I, I would every now and then watch, um, you know, some of the other ones, but when Potomac came on the scene, it was like, wow. This, these are black women, a, variety, a diverse black women, um, and I was just really drawn into that. It's not something that I usually get to see on uh, in popular media. Just that that rawness, that and and they and they seem to be friends. They seem to really enjoy one another, even as much as they get into the drama. So I appreciate that.
1: Yeah, yeah. Would you say that you have a problematic favorite
0: reality TV I, star? I do. I do. Well, if you're staying with, well, Potomac is my favorite hands down. <laughs> so, yeah, yeah. um, and, uh, and married medicine is also one of my favorites, but Giselle would have to be my problematic favorite. And I would have to say that this season, um, that she's entering into territory where she's just my problematic, problematic. <laughs>
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It's hard I, out there.
0: appreciate what
1: she's going this season it's rough guys it's rough for those green-eyed bandits oh my gosh Uh, okay i do want to talk about this potomac episode but let's talk about married to medicine a little bit so uh you watched this this season we had the second part of the reunion i mean high level we had a couple of different like discussions it was there was like a toya segment um That was interesting. We kind of got sort of to the bottom of this rumor about Toya sleeping with somebody in the neighborhood. Um, It was a real mess. We'll touch on that in a second because I have been saying this all season. I hate Anila so much. Um, But one thing we did talk about in this episode was about, um, you know, the representation of uh, Black people or the importance of Black people people in medicine and the and showing that on tv and showing that yes they're doctor wives and some of our doctors and they go to vegas and they do all the stuff and heavenly cusses everybody out every other week and all that (laughs) stuff but the importance of the work that they do and they touched on roe v wade which i was like yeah this is like the only show on the only reality tv show i can think of that would even talk about this
0: Exactly. Exactly. Um, and they and not just Roe v. Wade, they of course were very active with Black Lives Matter in twenty twenty. Yes. Um, so they they deal with real issues when it comes to relationships and marriage. They're not afraid to really get into and I, I appreciate that. But especially with, with Roe v. Wade, because it's, it's as we know, how, um, yes, this is going to impact women across the board, but especially women of color and especially women um, in various socioeconomic status, you know, lower socioeconomic status groups, we, we know that it's not going to have an equal kind of uh, impact on on women based on culture. Yeah. And that's scary. That's scary. Yeah. yeah.
1: You know it was interesting when it, when they started talking about it. Andy he turned to Heavenly and he was like, you know, Heavenly, I know you're a woman of great faith and you've had some thoughts about abortion. And I guess they cut to her YouTube and she said something like, you know, I don't know what I would do if I had an unwanted pregnancy. And it's very interesting that because you know as somebody who is pro abortion. I think that if you do not want to be pregnant, you should not have to be pregnant, period. Uh That's it. It's your choice, right? But Uh I do think it's interesting that when people are religious, they will always talk about it as just an unwanted pregnancy because it kind of adds this, like, in my opinion, it kind of adds this layer of, like, oh, you had sex and now you just don't want to have a baby. And it was great because Simone was like, well, no, it's not just about that. Sometimes these are life-threatening situations where women have to end their pregnancies and all this stuff. And she kind of had to like bring the other aspect of it because when you just say that it's an unwanted pregnancy, it strips away the fact that abortion is a form of health care,
0: period. That's it. Yes. Yes, that's exactly right. Yeah. And it it plays into the um, that old trope of um, how just leading up to this whole the um, getting rid of abortion rights. Um, one of the tropes is that, oh, women are using it to, uh, as a, as a form of birth control, you know, how often did we yeah. hear people saying that for lifers mm-hmm. saying things like that? And statistically, I know that's just not true. It's not, it's just not, it's not true that women are just using it as a form of birth control. Um, not to that extent. And, and so it just kind of plays upon that. And, and like you said, it, it takes away this, uh, the reality that it is a care. It, it is a health issue. Yeah. Not to mention autonomy, right? Yeah, uh, bodily yeah. autonomy. So Exactly. Yeah.
1: <laughs> exactly. It's the fact that we as human beings should have agency of our own bodies and what happens inside of it. Hello. Yeah. Um, but I just, I love Married to Medicine because, yeah, they talked about it a lot. I mean, I don't think that any other shows had it. Maybe we just had Drew Sedora in Atlanta being like, if your husband wants you to have a baby, you should have a baby. Yeah. <laughs> <so> yeah. Just- <laughs> Just looking, you know like it's yeah. it's best. there's some yeah.
0: bad well, you know well well you know we did go back about 50 years in, that's in the true last three years, so you know that's true
1: that's true this is, those are the facts um okay I have a question for you do you think that Toya had anything to do with Anila's robbery oh my
0: gosh <laughs> Uh, i think i think toy and eugene were like in a dark room with the light and like scheming you know (laughs) they scoped out the place you know because because that's because that's what they do that's what we do as black folk
1: (laughs) (laughs) right Right. okay first of all eugene okay eugene this is like eugene's whatever eighth season just being like Guys, I'm exhausted. This man is constantly working. He's constantly working. <laughs> and you're telling me that this <laughs> man who is constantly working is like, let me put a hit out on Anila's house for oh, a It's yeah. it,
0: it so ridiculous. Yeah. And, you know, on that topic of Anila, I've been fascinated with um, your take on her mother. <laughs> and on her in general, <laughs> on her in general, but this is, but it fascinates me because whenever I'm watching programs and, um, and I see other cult- cultures that I am, that I'm not a part of represented, I always wonder how are others, taking this in, and is this an accurate representation, or is this problematic? Because I know that when I see certain representations of Black women, I feel like, especially if they're stereotypical, I Mm -hmm. I sometimes, you know, I sometimes have issues with that, because I know that we don't have enough of a diverse representation, so that those stereotypes stand out even more. So I was just curious about, yeah. Yeah, I mean, you know,
1: I feel like, I I, I was really mad at Bravo because I was like, how dare you give me Mandula again before you give me another season of Family Karma? Like Family Karma is the best representation we've had of like South Asian people ever on TV, truly, in my opinion. Like I have not been this happy to watch South Asians on TV since like Bend It Like Beckham when I was in high school and I dragged all my Uh friends to go and see that movie. So like- I was really irritated with Manjula, but I think that one thing that everybody should be aware of is like all cultures have assholes and she is Absolutely. one. <laughs> she is one. She is. Absolutely. It, yeah. And it's so funny because like even Simone and Simone and the rest of the women are like, we just don't want to hang out with your mom. Like, can you stop bringing her
0: around? I mean, taking her to the O party. Come on. <laughs> Ridiculous. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. So um,
1: yeah. <laughs> and then one more question is so that we so this this thing comes out about this rumor. So it, Quad and Anila are sort of in cahoots, but they're not. So Anila says they're just they're throwing each other under the bus nonstop. And it's just so funny to me because I love, I, I really enjoy quad. She's up there as a problematic favorite of mine. Um, Anila is like, just so just thirsty enough to want to be on television where quad is like, all right, I've got somebody here to do my dirty work. But quad says that the rumor came up because Anila said that they were all sitting around in the neighborhood and somebody brought up this woman Zena, or somebody, brought up that Quad or that Toya had been sleeping with somebody in the neighborhood. And then Anila picked up the phone, called Quad, and said, "You won't believe what I heard. This is what I heard." Now Quad admits to it. She says that I did invite that woman Zena to my house to actively hurt Toya. I did it to hurt you, Toya, and I'm sorry. I was I was coming from a place of anger. I will take accountability for it. And Toya's like, you know what? i appreciate that like Mm -hmm. you're owning your crap right but the funniest thing in this is that anila immediately is like wait what i did not tell you this what are you talking about and i know that anila did tell her this because of the way that anila goes out of her way to still be like quad i still care about our friendship i'm like you you lied and you're lying nonstop, and you continue to lie and then you play dumb and I just, like, I would be really thrilled if Vanilla did not come back next season.
0: I'd be thrilled. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. And I, yeah, and I am super thrilled that Family Karma is back, or coming back. Has it started yet? Yeah. I can't remember. Yeah, they'll okay. go,
1: coming yeah. on Sunday. It's going to follow, oh, okay. I think, I think it starts next week. Um, It starts on the 6th. So I guess uh, we might get three shows
0: uh, next oh, Sunday. Yes, nice. so I'm not sure. But I love that yeah. show so much. And I love to hear that you love it too because yeah yeah. because like I was saying I just always wonder whenever I'm not a uh, you know a part of a culture I always wonder are if who's behind are they are the editors uh, yeah are they representing are they doing an okay representation I thought I love that though so
1: yeah for sure I was nervous both Arthi and I were super nervous when we saw the trailers for um, Family Karma because we're like first of all Miami like Um, -hmm. if you want to see brown people like South Asians come to like New Jersey, but then we watched it and it was just so good. It was so, it's just so well-made. And you know, the reason why it's well-made is because the production team for Family Karma are also South Asians. I think that makes a huge difference. Huge,
0: huge Huge
1: difference. difference. It really does. And I think that's why Bravo is kind of like flubbing with a lot of these other franchises where they're trying to like add diversity. but you you don't have a consensus in the show of how to represent these people. And it kind of of feels to me like, you know, when they screwed up like New York or when they're like messing up in Beverly Hills, it's kind of like a, it's like whatever's happening behind the scenes is kind of now what I'm seeing in front of the camera. Like if the people behind the camera are not diverse enough, but you have one black person or two black people, a couple of people sprinkled in and those people are not seeing eye to eye about what the story should be that they're even showing on camera. Then when you record this group of diverse people or this diverse sort of mishmash Uh that you've tried to create with like Crystal and Garcelle or whoever, when you try to record that also, when you film it, you don't know how to craft that story. So I feel like whatever is, whatever the disconnect is in the front of the camera, I feel like it's even worse behind the camera. And that's why we're getting this like kind of clunky, awkward mess in these shows.
0: Agreed. Yeah. My opinion is that regardless of what the show is, uh, if it's a reality program or, you know, a Marvel show or whatever it might be, that adding diversity in front of the camera really means little if the diversity isn't behind the camera too. Um, If, if white people are telling our stories, people of color, our stories, then Sometimes or oftentimes things are missed, right? And so yeah. I think it's so important to have people behind the camera, editors, you know, producers that are diverse as well. People, uh, yeah, it's not reality, the writing of the scripts for other programs. So, yeah, that's and yeah. that's why I think that we are starting to see some changes. I feel like I can tell when I'm watching a program and there's diversity behind this in terms 100%. of the decision makers. Yeah. You know.
1: Yeah, you just feel like people are less caricatures. Like that's yeah. really yeah. that's really all it is. Like even um I mean you and I've exchanged messages about Miss Marvel and we talked about that a lot in our Patreon, but like one of the reasons why Miss Marvel as a scripted television show worked is because the entire concept is made by a Pakistani girl from New Jersey and she created this character and she built this world and Marvel decided to like, you know, make it this beautiful thing. And sure, as a Pakistani, there were things that would come up where I'd be like, hmm, that's that's kind of not how it is. But I still appreciate it because it was still high it was there with a purpose. And yeah. you could tell that it was thoughtful and there was a use for it. Whereas, you know, when you're growing up and I mean they've one of, even on Bravo, one of the things that drove me yeah. crazy is like Shots of sunset music would always play as soon as like you know when the ladies went to New- from New York went to Morocco or like when you know somebody hosts like a party with Indian food like you guys play the same music and it's very different cultures. It's just like, yeah, that's the kind of stuff that we were used to growing up. So it just, I like that now, yeah, you, you get intentional. That's how you make good television when you're making right. intentional choices, storytelling to- choices, rather than just being like, okay, let's just throw some diversity into the mix and see what happens.
0: Exactly. And I don't, and I think that a lot of people don't understand how important that is, how important yeah. how all of that. Is that they, they look at media and they think, oh, it's just entertainment. It's just entertainment, so it's not a big deal. Um, and not realizing how these representations actually impact the way that we think about ourselves, the way that we think about other people, the way that we vote, right? Yes. That if we are constantly seeing a certain type of representation, uh, especially if it's negative, it's much easier to, uh, if a policy comes up that's against you know certain people of color, uh, it's it's much easier to say yeah okay I support that because yeah. that's all they see in popular media so it matters it matters so much
1: exactly yeah. exactly all right so we'll take a quick break and then we will be right back to talk about the real housewives of Potomac. We took it
0: all we brought them to our land an endless night amber hot and icy cold. The rage of the earth. We made this curse. Oh. Carved it in the blood on our backs. We did not see. We could not, but she did. And in the end, what will I become? Senwa Saga. Hellblade 2. Play it now with Game Pass.
1: Okay, we're back. So, this episode of Rahasas of Potomac, we finally got their taglines. um <laughs> Just. <laughs> <laughs> One of like what is it? I think Karen's was something like about three week candles burning yes, longer. I
0: was like, yes. they burn faster.
1: <laughs> <laughs>
0: yeah. <laughs> they were the taglines were quite humorous and it was humorous that they waited until the third episode to show them or to
1: yeah air them too <laughs> <laughs> my favorite one was mia's who was like i might not remember anything but you'll never forget me <laughs>
0: <laughs> okay. like, i just i have to say when she when that with that tagline i go back to her first season on the show you did <laughs> call me a bitch you did <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know what I'm
1: talking about that scene and she totally got it totally wrong yes yes and she's like what did I call you bitch she's like I don't know and then like they literally they're like 20 minutes ago and it's like it didn't happen she's (laughs) so Mia is it's just so funny like Drew Sidora in Atlanta Mia is having a second season where I'm like you know what Mia you are chaotic and I think I want to keep you here because nobody is taking her seriously. Yeah,
0: yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah.
1: she's interesting for sure. (laughs) She she is. So we open this episode with Wendy telling her husband Eddie. Oh God, he is so hot. Um, (laughs) (laughs) I'm just so distracted by how handsome he is all the time. (laughs) He's
0: so good looking, and he's so funny. I love Eddie. he seems like such a great guy.
1: He does. She's telling Eddie about going into business with Peter Thomas. What do you? Would you, Katia, go into business with Peter Thomas?
0: <laughs> no. <laughs> Absolutely not. <laughs> no, and, I, and hey, I don't, I don't know about his business acumen and all of that kind of stuff. I haven't paid that much attention to Peter, but you know, it's Peter Thomas, so no. <laughs> That's a great answer.
1: That's a great answer. And also, Robin is planning her family fun field day. And uh, what do you think about Robin not inviting Wendy, but then asking Candace to play auntie and bring the kids anyway?
0: <laughs> that was uh, some underhanded shit right there. Oh, can I say that? I can't. Yeah. Say that. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> that was underhand. That was silly. And what cracked me up, too, is that Robin knew what she was doing. She set the whole thing up in terms of, oh, it's if it's about the kids, then she'll send the kids with Candace. And then, of course, Wendy naturally would not send the kids. And then Robin said, it's not about the kids. I was like, Robin, <laughs> you okay. know better.
1: Yeah, like, Robin, don't <laughs> play stupid, okay? Don't play stupid. Here's the thing. If you want to be the person who wants to not invite a person or their family to your event, then like you need to sit in that shit and be that completely. This exactly. whole like, oh no, I don't want to exclude the kids. And I had an epiphany and blah, blah, blah. Like Robin, don't do that. That's stupid. That's like some it half-assing nonsense. Like it own it, be all of it. You want to be an asshole? Be a full yeah. asshole. Be like Giselle. Giselle would never invite <clears> her.
0: Yes, exactly. I say, go ahead and show your full ass. Go ahead and show your whole ass, Robin, (laughs) not just part of it. Yes, exactly. She was was taking some ownership in terms of saying she was petty, you know, that she is petty, but she didn't go all the way to show her full ass like she, you know, or to at least take ownership for her whole ass hanging out. (laughs) <laughs> yeah,
1: exactly. And by the way, for what it's worth, I would never send my kids. I would never be like, oh, yeah, no. I would. you want me to send my kids along with like another coworker of ours? That's so fucking weird. Like, nobody weird. would ever agree to that. Robin wouldn't agree to that. That's crazy. No,
0: no. And it's insulting, of course, too. I mean, to not be invited, but to send your kids to a place you're not invited. I totally agree with Wendy's. Yeah, not or choosing not to send the kiddos.
1: Yeah, exactly. We see Karen at home and she is throwing away frozen chicken because she is allergic to chicken. (laughs) You guys, what is happening with Karen? Okay. Karen, this season is coming. I feel like Karen had her little like mini, it was like a mini, mini C it was like a micro mini series, right? With her family reunion, which by the way, I enjoyed the shit out of that show, but it was literally an episode and a half. It was nothing. Okay. But she she had that show, and then she came into the season being like, I don't know, I guess I'll talk about my boobs for a little while, and uh, <laughs> I'm allergic to chicken. Like,
0: what? I was going to say, it's probably Tiff and Fee that are allergic to chicken. <laughs> Tiff yeah. and Fee said, no, nope, can't do it. <laughs> oh, She's- yeah. I don't understand. Yeah. Yeah, she's just – and then she was like it – just it's so
1: funny. She was like, you know, I'm allergic to the dirty bird. And I was like, Karen, <laughs> you are talking about this as if we should all be aware of the fact that people can be allergic to chicken in this way and that it's called the dirty bird. I need like – she's like, yeah, I went to my doctor and they ran some tests and it found out that I'm allergic to chicken. And I'm like – how what in what way like how long were yeah. you eating chicken before did you have like an anaphylactic shock like yeah. what what happened
0: what i wondered the same on? thing is it an intolerance is it anaphylaxis <laughs> but it, yeah. yeah i wondered the it, same thing <laughs> it's probably an
1: intolerance like i feel like she did one of those what is that called it's a service i get ads for it all the uh time.
0: uh, uh everly Everly Well? Everly Well.
1: I think think Karen did an Ever. she got like an Everly Well sponsorship. She's like, yeah, sure, I'll take one. And she like did the test and it came back. She was like intolerant to like, you know, poultry. And she was like,
0: it's the dirty bird. And she said the dirty bird several times. She wanted to make sure that we understood it. (laughs) multiple times it was a confessional to herself
1: to raven like she made her rounds i was like like, what is that a dance the dirty (laughs) Birds. yeah (laughs) yeah exactly and then what do you think about do you have any thoughts about this like women's empowerment breast implant storyline that she's like (laughs)
0: Ah. <laughs> i love watching the non-verbals of people and so when she told her uh, plastic surgeon oh young girls should wait they should wait until they i the, his face was funny i mean i'm not yeah, yeah. <laughs> it, yeah. i don't know if you noticed He's like why are you saying this, this is not yeah. what i want for my business but um <laughs> but the women's in- <laughs> it's like it's yeah it's it's fine i yeah to each is, to each her own i would say to- but <laughs> yes, exactly. So
1: she's like, she's talking to Raven about it, too. She's like, you know, yep. daddy thinks that we don't talk. Your dad thinks that we don't talk and that we've never talked about boobs. And I'm like, you know, based on this phone call, I kind of feel like maybe you don't talk to your daughter. Like, this is so weird. It's just so fun. Yeah. And the thing is, though, I'll be honest, I could watch Karen do mundane things oh, yeah. like this all day. I agree. I love that. Lady. I agree. I, she is very funny. I love She's so funny. Yeah. All right. Then we go to Ashley. She's meeting with her publicist to craft a public statement about her divorce. And God, the editors of Potomac are the best.
0: They are so good.
1: We roll that beautiful bean footage of Michael and Ashley's (laughs) most chaotic moments. And you know what, though? I wish the editors gave us a little bit more. I wish the editors put in that sound clip of Michael at Monique's house. And you just had like the words at the bottom of the screen being like, hey, man, don't do that. Yes. <laughs> hey, man, don't touch me. <laughs> That's, if we got that, that Yeah, we got that, that would That's have nailed it. it. That would yes. be Chef's <laughs> kiss. Or just that footage of Michael in the back running up to a cameraman, <laughs> touching him in the back scene somewhere.
0: Yeah. yeah. we
1: got that, that would have uh, nailed that it.
0: That would have been
1: good. Yeah. Um, you know, as a person, as a person whose expertise is communication, what do you think about Ashley's little uh, strategy here at this point of the episode, coming up with a a crafted, a crafted uh, public statement from her and Michael?
0: I have so many thoughts on Ashley's strategy. I have to say that she's another one of my problematic favorites and uh, the problematic part for me comes in her relationship, in her marriage. And yeah. partly, oh, who am I to judge other people's relationships, but at the same time, what the hell are you doing, Ashley? What the yeah. hell are you doing? And so, yeah, that crafting of the public statement, I understand wanting to get ahead of a story, but it just feels so contrived. Everything feels so contrived about this.
1: Yeah, you know? yeah, for sure. And,
0: yeah. And she's not willing, I don't know, she's not willing to admit, I know she doesn't want, I guess, that's yeah, that's the father of her children, so she doesn't want him to have such a negative reputation in popular media. But you know what? That ship has sailed, honey. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. The ship sailed when
1: this man was touching, like, was it, who's yeah. da- was uh, somebody's and- boyfriend's butt? It was. Uh, what's her name?
0: Was it Katie? Was it Katie? Katie? No, it wasn't Katie. Oh, it was Katie. It was Katie. Yeah.
1: It was Katie's okay. boyfriend, or husband, or fiance, or whoever he was. Yeah.
0: She was. He was touching his butt on season one. Exactly. So, like, season I mean, one, I and he stayed around all this time. So yeah,
1: we had exactly. Other butt touches. Yeah. multiple, yeah. many, yeah. on and off mm. camera,
0: and not just uh, the butt touches. I mean, that's the worst. But just his facial expressions he looks like, such a crazy, like he, I don't know what the editor do look like but he looks like just, just makes these creepy leering kind of expressions
1: yes <laughs> yeah. yeah exactly exactly then we finally head to Robin's family fun day where like we said all families are welcome except for Wendy's but Wendy's family is not welcome <laughs> just just her kids. The kids can come, but not with their family to the family fun day. Um but on the way there, we catch up with Mia. And now Miss Mia is she's back to dragging her mother.
0: Yeah. On national television. Yes. I I feel I feel so bad for her mother. I feel like I uh yeah, I, I, I. is it just she wants that storyline? And so that's her sto- Yeah, you know, I mean, granted, she did talk a little bit more about addiction and the, and what she learned about where people's maturity stop, stops with addiction and that kind of thing. But still, uh, it just feels, still, it feels sad.
1: It feels yeah, sad. It, it gave me the ick a little bit. I was like, yeah, oh, no. Yeah. Again with this? She was like, exactly. you know, like just constantly she's even the way she brought it up she's like yeah you know i get along with women i just don't get along with my mother and i'm like oh, Ugh, your so mom awful. like two episodes ago was so concerned her mom asked her at a party she was like hey did you get your test yep. results and Mia was like what results
0: yeah <laughs> she paused she paused had the deer in the headlight look
1: <laughs> it's ridiculous yeah. i don't know yeah <sighs> Yeah, so stuff Mia- like
0: that. I don't. I don't like yeah. the mother. I don't like dragging mothers on national television like that. Uh, no. And especially too with her mother and going through what she's and the struggles that her mother and her accomplishments and it's just oh that's just awful.
1: It's so. really terrible. Um, Mia gets to this family fun day, and I'm I'm with Mia because I think that Mia looked at that and thought that it was a little low budget.
0: <laughs> yeah. What did she say? Did she say, she said Robin is basic, so I don't expect anymore, or something like that. I can't remember <laughs> yes. what I see.
1: <laughs> yes, but I think that Miss Mia was waiting for, what did what did Juan's kid call him? He called him a world, world-class bench player. I think he was waiting, <laughs> she was waiting for that world-class bench player, Mr. Juan Dixon, to come through, because I think that's really what Mia was really trying <laughs> to hang out with, was like the famous guy. Um, The actual real, real famous guy. If you're from the state of Maryland, everybody loves Juan Dixon. So I feel like that's what Mia was like more annoyed that Juan wasn't even there. But I'm with her in the sense that like you're inviting everybody to a family field day. You don't have jack shit set up. Your husband's not here. He's the sports guy. Like what? Robin, what is this? What's going on?
0: what is it exactly and did you notice the uh the the food I mean it, they didn't open it but it looked like it was like still in the plastic bags and then it was like it looked like what foil like I don't know yeah some trays. Yeah. I, I just it just looked so not appetizing even though I didn't yeah. see the actual food but it was just throwing and I was like that has to be cold by now yeah they it kept throwing looked- the food yeah it looked low budget I'm not gonna lie
1: I'm not gonna lie I thought we were also going to a place that wasn't gonna be low budget okay like I'm with Mia it looked basic and low budget um and (laughs) I and like then I started to think like in the past have we had because every season they all do an event right like they all do a couple events and I was thinking like last time we were all together I think it was maybe like the embellished, uh, like oh, it was a photo shoot. Maybe that's what we did. Maybe that yeah. was like two seasons ago. Maybe like I don't know what Robin and was that, really like.
0: Yeah, was that before or after she got reengaged? The embellished event.
1: I think embellished was the same season because I think the embellished photo shoot and the slinking away where they all like. Was yeah, I think no, 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 no. You're right. The engagement was the season where Monique dragged Candace, and then the following season. So that would feel like was the last big party that like Robin has thrown. But then after that, yeah, we had like a photo shoot, and then now this thing. And I'm like, Robin, yeah,
0: a photo shoot without the grand dame,
1: yeah. (laughs) Exactly, yeah. yes, I mean yes. she
0: was there, but she yeah, her photo was she didn't so. make
1: the cut, yeah, she didn't make no, the, she cut. Didn't she the cut, she thought that she looked a little old, oh God, yeah, um, all right, let's see what else happened, so uh, everybody's starting to arrive, and then we get this friend of Jacqueline is really getting a lot of camera time. What do you think about uh what is it, Mia's quote unquote best friend, Jacqueline,
0: yeah, I uh. she's interesting I don't have a lot of thoughts about her yet but it was interesting that she had at least the most recent episode was it episode three Uh, yeah yeah, I think it was episode three yeah that she that she got more screen time um I'm just fascinated with the quotations around best friend that the editors are doing and I just am looking forward to seeing (laughs) what that's all about because surely (laughs) something's gonna happen
1: I love the quotations around best friend the way that I love that Juan Dixon, Dixon is still always called Robin's ex-husband slash fiance.
0: Yes. <laughs> <laughs> He's
1: always, always Robin's ex-husband slash fiance. It's so, it's so
0: funny. funny. It's, it's funny. so ridiculous.
1: <laughs> I love it so much. Um, yeah, I feel like yeah. she's like doing a lot, this lady. Like, we'll talk about her in a minute because yeah. I feel like she yeah. might be linked to the leak. But um Uh-oh. Charisse gets there. Sharice gets there. And we find <laughs> out that Karen isn't just allergic to chicken, but she might also be allergic <laughs> to Sharice.
0: <Ms>. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that was that was funny. That was funny. <laughs> what did Robin say? Oh, so she's doing it because she's reacting this way because of you or something like that. But. Yeah. But then Karen's like,
1: she's coughing, coughing, coughing. And then she's like, I have a respiratory infection. I should have taken my Z pack. And I'm like, Yeah, you should have <laughs> taken your Z pack. If you're in a Z pack, like, I get it that once you start a yeah. Z pack after 24 hours, you're no longer, you know, contagious. But like, listen, listen, Karen, you're like, bless up by the way she looks amazing not trying to be an ageist or anything oh, yeah. but like, you are almost 60 years old please take care of yourself okay yes
0: yes yeah <laughs> take and I know and she was she's been I don't know um, the timeline with these three episodes but it, it feels like she's been sick for a little a minute yeah um, right because yeah, yeah she's had the respiratory stuff so yeah you're right take take care make sure to take that and finish your, med, your meds don't eat the chicken <laughs>
1: Yeah, throw away the chicken, take the medication. And
0: you know what? Maybe you
1: should start traveling with Benadryl because Cherise seems to be showing up to places. So you need something. Maybe you need like an EpiPen for Cherise only. Go, go. (laughs) Maybe there's an Everly Well test for that. I'm not sure what that looks like. Yeah. um but uh we we, candace arrives candace gets there and she promptly ignores giselle now let's talk about it because you said giselle is yeah was your problematic favorite but now she's just your problematic problematic what do you think about all this stuff that giselle is cooking up with candace because giselle is incensed she's like i don't know i just feel like you're making such a big deal out of it maybe you should tell your husband not to take me into rooms to close rooms to have conversations or something i was like giselle what are you doing Oh
0: yeah. We all know that uh she had so much time to bring this up if she did feel uncomfortable, because of course I wouldn't want if someone feels uncomfortable. I, I, I appreciate how when Karen and Giselle had the conversation about it, Karen was challenging her, but at the same time she was also saying, you know, your your feelings are valid. So yes, there is that. But the question is, why the hell did you wait this long to say anything? And we know why the hell she waited yeah. this long for the cameras to be rolling. And so yeah. I just think that's such dangerous territory. It's not, it's just not cool. And of course, Candace is going to take this seriously. Uh, it, she's not making a bigger deal out of it, but I, this is a big deal that yeah. you don't come after someone's marriage. You don't make these vague accusations. And especially when it's been explained about how, like just the whole going into her room um, thing, That that was pretty much explained um by several people. So I just and and then this whole business of having Chris apologize, I kept thinking to myself, Well dang, Giselle, did you go to Chris uh uh, separately and ask for an apology? Or did you not ask for an apology, but did you explain how you felt? Yeah. That would have been the yeah. I, I feel like if it were that serious of an issue for Giselle, she would have gone to Chris. And if she respected Chris in that way, she would have gone to him after the reunion. Last year, or whenever the reunion, was. when that happened, yeah. instead of waiting for cameras to roll and then bringing this up,
1: yeah. And and while cameras are rolling and Chris has shown up, you seem very comfortable and very kind yeah. and polite and very nice to him, yep. and you're going out of your way to talk to him. I mean, it's very easy for people to ignore each other. We saw Chris ignore Mia multiple times last week, yeah. so I think that we know how to <laughs> ignore people when we're uncomfortable around them. You know what I mean? And I think that you're absolutely right. Number one, if you had, if you were really that uncomfortable and you were really that upset and Candace is your friend and Chris is your friend, you should have said something then. But the thing is, you waited for cameras to roll. You brought it up on camera. And I'm not going to sit here and deny that Giselle didn't feel uncomfortable because she may have. She very, very well could have felt uncomfortable. And Chris himself, like one of the best things he said last week was, I'm not going to sit here and say like, you know, I don't know what somebody else's like history is. Yeah. So maybe I did make them uncomfortable. Like, I feel like yeah. he's handling it so well. That like, yeah. I feel like the, the more I think that Giselle, Giselle thinks that she has Candace's number. I mean, we all think that we do. But I think that as Candace is continuing to be on the show, she's really kind of like, figuring out how to like, have the right reaction to things, and so she, she's like, you know what? I'm not going to give you the yeah. reaction that I think you were thinking that I was going to give you.
0: Yeah, yeah. And we saw that uh last season with Candace. I felt like I saw a change in her in terms of trying to think about her taking a pause before she reacts. And yeah. it, and it didn't. You know, it wasn't. It, it. She was still in the process, so she still popped off. <laughs> we did have
1: a t- <laughs> salad toss. Yes,
0: okay. We did. <laughs> Um, but then this season I'm seeing it even more. So I'm, I'm actually, I feel like we're seeing a, a, a progression in terms of how she responds. And by the way, the only reason why Giselle has been my problematic favorite is because she makes me laugh. She's funny. So hard. So
1: hard. She makes me laugh so hard. Even the way that she is dragging her own best friend, Robin, about this field day and how like, it's so unorganized and we have no (laughs) idea what's going on. I just, I love it. I just love it. It made me laugh so hard. This is why Giselle is so funny. Yeah,
0: yeah. But I just cannot, I cannot co-sign. I cannot get with what she's doing right now.
1: (laughs) No, nobody can. Because when (laughs) Ashley gets there, Ashley gets there with baby Dean and I always forget the other one's name. So I just call him DeLuca. Um, But she shows up with baby Dean and Giselle goes to say hi to him. And Dean says, not today, neck. Like he just... (laughs) snaps at her
0: and yeah. he's like no yeah.
1: he he you yeah. know what he reminded me of he reminded me of remember like a couple of seasons ago on Beverly Hills when Jagger looked at Erica wow. and was like bad guy that's what <laughs> Dean reacted <laughs> uh, to just self yeah. reminding me of that
0: uh <laughs> right I'd forgotten about that that's funny.
1: <laughs> <laughs> we find out that Ashley tells everybody that Michael Michael Darby had his vasectomy, you guys, because Michael is worried that Ashley is going to trap him by having more babies. I was like, holy fucking shit. What am I <gasps> watching?
0: <laughs> oh and as Ashley discloses this information, it says a lot about her and about the relationship and about everything. <laughs> it's a, Why? Why is this she just dis- I-
1: discloses <laughs> it quite casually.
0: She's like, "Yeah,
1: <laughs> he's afraid I'm going to try to get him to have more babies." We're like, "Oh my god, Ashley!" Like this is the thing about Ashley Darby. Say what you will, but that lady will just really talk about anything and everything on oh, camera. Oh, anything,
0: anything, anything. Yeah, I still find myself confused in terms of. Is she wanting the divorce? Is he wanting it? Yeah, mm-hmm. What is going I still find, so even though she's very open, I'm still a bit, well, I guess she was more open this last episode where she gave the reason as to why with him asking for a threesome or wanting yeah. to re-engage in, in, the, in that. So maybe she was more open, but.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I think it, that's what it is. She's like, he wants to have more threesomes. I don't want to have threesomes anymore. That's yeah. it. But I'm like, yeah, but he also thinks that you're trying to get uh pregnant <laughs> with him. So I feel like there's a money situation here. Like, even I feel like even with this, and I don't know if like I don't know your thoughts about, it, but even with her trying so hard to craft a public statement and all that stuff, like it feels like to me that she's doing all that because she knows that she wants to buy a house. And yeah. Michael is funding this house through the LLC, which Seems yep. like a bad idea. I don't know. It
0: seems so bad. And then the whole just saying on camera, "Oh, we're not being public about our divorce because of the loan situation." <laughs> and yes. Why are you saying this? Why are you? Why are you saying? This? Yes, <laughs> to and it a feels like. Audience. Yes. <laughs> Have and you I'm learned like, nothing oh, from. from Teresa? Have you learned nothing from other? <laughs> yes.
1: Like I'm it. like, you're committing crimes on television, which yeah. I guess you can maybe – listen, maybe Ashley I, – I don't know. I don't know. Maybe Ashley feels somewhat protected under this, like, crusty old white man, rich white man, and she feels like she's kind of like – she's like she, – she has a level of access to privilege that – none of the other yeah. people around her maybe have ever gotten and maybe she recognizes that and she's like you know what while I have this privilege I'm going to make the best of it I'm going to get a 2-3 million dollar house I'm going to do what I can
0: even like keep it quiet girl yeah keep it quiet maybe she's
1: thinking to herself like if I say it right now hopefully by the time this actually airs I will already have uh, a house yeah. so maybe it'll be fine so. But definitely, um,
0: right? <laughs> yeah, it could
1: be. It could be. So Ashley and Candace are sort of like bonding about the pregnancy stuff. Do you think that Ashley is sincere when she tells Candace that she is like, you know, praying for her and journaling about her and all of that stuff?
0: I think so. It felt sincere. Um, I'm trying to remember just throughout the seasons has Ash is the, is actually in the habit of lying, of just Ooh, saying things question. to, to just saying what people want to hear. I don't get that impression that she would You're say right. something that's nice just because someone wants, you know, that someone might feel good about hearing it because mm. more often than not, she says things that people don't want to hear. Right. So yeah, that's a really that's, good point. Yeah. That's the only reason why I thought it was perhaps sincere. That she actually did do her journal in seeds or whatever it was. Not seeds. What did she say it was? Not seeds. I don't know. What she was, she was
1: like sprinkling like
0: baby. Sprinkling something.
1: It was like baby magic or something. I was like, what is that? It was like, oh, oh baby dust. She said baby dust. Baby
0: dust. That's I was like,
1: where do you get that from? <laughs>
0: yeah.
1: <laughs> are, you, are you sprinkling baby dust around your house? Is that why Michael got a vasectomy? Like what is happening?
0: Um, You know, Target carries that now. (laughs) Yes. (laughs) They carry everything.
1: (laughs) That is such a good point about Ashley Darby. You're absolutely right because Ashley's not – it's like, I don't know. I think it was on on Salt Lake City or something. Somebody said this about Whitney. They said, like, I've not known her to be a liar, but I've known her to be a paranoid shitster. And I think that Ashley's not paranoid. I don't think that she's a liar. She's not a blatant – She's not a, I don't know, it's like not a liar, but Ashley is one of those people that is very much like, yeah, I said it, but I also feel this way. Like, I think she's very yeah. much like, yeah, you know, like her even last season, bringing like, Wendy, I'm just asking you questions about Eddie because I'm concerned about you. But it's like, okay, mm-hmm. but Ashley, you also want to make drama on TV. And she's like, yeah, and I also want to make drama on TV. Like, yeah, I think, I think you're, That's such a great assessment of Ashley. And I do think it's really important to watch that when you like watch her on the show, because she's so good. She's one of the best housewife players of the game that I have ever seen. Like she just does it in a way that is incredible.
0: (laughs) And she's done it from day one, right? From day one. And to consider how young she was when she joined the show. Yeah. She was really young. I think she was the yeah. youngest person 20, to ever 20? join a housewife. What's that? Was she in her twenties? She was like in her
1: twenties, yeah. right? She was, yeah. she was in her twenties. Um, mm-hmm. Before that, we only had miss 30 year old from OC, Megan King Edmonds. But now, yeah, oh, with yeah. Ashley. Yeah. yeah. I think, I think um, it's interesting to see Ashley and Candace bond spent, especially since next week, they're already fighting. Um, but we get this clip of Ashley like 14 hours later And it turns out that the news has leaked about the divorce. It's all over the blogs and Michael has ghosted her. And I wanted to ask you, who do you think, who do you think leaked it and why do you think Ashley is freaking out?
0: Great question. Um, I, yeah, I, I was going through the list of just people that she's associated with. And yeah, I think the the newcomer to the group, I, I agree with you that it could possibly be her, the newcomer to, what's her name yeah, again? The quote, unquote, uh, the, the quote unquote best friend. Yeah, we'll call her quote <laughs> unquote I... best friend. <laughs> yeah, the quote unquote best friend. <laughs> it yeah. could have been, yeah, could have been her. And what was the other part that you asked? Um, and why do you oh, think she...
1: Ashley is freaking out?
0: I Oh, because the, so when they showed the headlines, Really quickly yeah. on the screen, and of and of course, like some of the headlines said something to the effect of Ashley's dumping her cheating husband, or something to that effect. Yeah. Um, and so, and one of the things she said in that conversation in the car was that it's um, it's already being uh, he's already being characterized as really negative, and yeah, you know, all of that. And so, I think maybe that, like, I I do feel like she because think about how much she has defended Michael all of this time, every yes. season. Every new That's thing, true. every new butt squeeze, every new thing, every new every, every new leer, every new Michael like leer. <laughs> he defends. Listen.
1: Listen for her to defend that man's saggy butt in those boxers, standing in front of a dresser. Okay. It's okay. crazy. That one image is oh, singed my into God. my brain. I like worry that I on my deathbed, I'm going to be laying there and I'm going to be like, please, I want to think about something else. Please <laughs>
0: get this thought out of my brain. But it's going to be I like, <laughs> I can't eat when I'm watching Potomac because they might show that clip. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> I my damn appetite. It's- between the saggy
1: <laughs> butt and the creepy laugh and the cheers, I just like Ashley uh, <laughs> Ashley girl, you've done enough. You don't need to keep defending this
0: man. No oh, oh, Yeah. <sighs> so that's why I think that she that she was so upset because yeah, she doesn't want him. She doesn't want the continued, you know, dragging him in, in, in popular media. And, um, with that statement, I think that they were both wanting to frame it in a positive light and yeah. So, but again, like I was saying, it's like, yeah, why, why are you this worried? I mean, his reputation is already out there. So.
1: Yeah. Also, I'm surprised that Ash is like, how could it leak? I'm like, girl, every single party (laughs) you've been at this (laughs) season, you're like, guys, guess what? I'm getting a divorce. Guess what, guys? (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> yeah, yeah, you, and I remember yeah. that when the story did leak, a, a lot of that stuff on Twitter and the blogs and stuff was like Ashley was at a party and she was going around, she's really happily telling everybody that she's getting a divorce. So like, I don't mm-hmm. know, I feel so, like yeah. it could have been like, anyone.
0: Yeah, yeah,
1: it could have been <laughs> literally anyone. The, the, and especially because she's like not hiding it either; like she's so peppy and happy about it. And I feel like and she always does that thing where she'll see, she'll be like. I'm getting a divorce, but then she'll have this big smirk on her face. And she's like, she's like kind of covering her mouth. She has that like Cheshire cat smile of like, my God, I'm getting a
0: divorce. Yes, Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Like, like she's in on a joke that we're not in on.
1: Yes. That's what it feels like (laughs) sometimes. Exactly. Exactly. Um, What are you looking forward to next week from the trailer?
0: Oh goodness! Um, I'm trying to remember the trailer, and I know I just watched no, it. Uh, no, they, yeah, they're way. gonna
1: they're gonna. Uh, well, for number one, it looks like Ashley and Car- uh, Candace are gonna have a meal, and they're gonna talk mm-hmm. shit, and then they're gonna go to a dinner where Ashley's gonna bring up the christing again and be like, "Feels bad, doesn't it?" And then <laughs> Candace, Candace has her finger on it, she's like, "You're a raggedy bitch." And I love that. I love that their friendship yeah. is going to last half an episode.
0: Yeah, exactly. Even though I liked to see them be friendly, I did like it. I did like that. Yeah. But but it's it's also funny. And Candace, uh, she's she's hilarious as well. The things that she says. And of course, sometimes she's problematic too, especially with the body shaming last oh, uh, yeah. season. But the whole, <laughs> okay, neck. Okay. what I be mean, like all of that?
1: <laughs> Raggedy bitch. I mean, like. Candace has amazing reads, but she's, she's like Kenya Moore. She's so mean, yeah. but she's so funny.
0: I can't get so enough. Funny. I can't get enough of Candace. So funny.
1: So funny. I'm, I also love.
0: I'm curious. Can I ask- Oh, go ahead. Yep. Yeah. Yeah.
1: One more thing I was going to say is I also love that when Karen was there, she was like, you guys have to be nice just cause I'm not like, I can take a sick day. and like, <laughs> you guys have to be nice to each other. Why didn't you invite Wendy and all this stuff. It's just like, I love that Karen like shows up like, like a mom.
0: (laughs) Yes. Yeah. Yeah. And she just seems to be so reasonable in general, this, especially this season. Like I said, that, that conversation with Giselle, I I appreciated that. Yeah. Yeah. So I was, I wanted to ask you, what do you, what do you think about the breaking of the fourth wall? Oh God, I love it so much. It's like my favorite
1: thing because I feel like you know, that's always been a thing, right? Like ever since the start of reality TV, there was always – there was always these jokes about like when Survivor was first coming on, right? There would always be these like comic strips of like these these contestants on Survivor sitting around in the jungle, not showered, eating like boiled rice. And there's somebody holding the camera and behind the camera there's like a guy eating a sandwich. And it's like that was always this thing, right, of what what took people out of reality TV Is that kind of stuff The sort of like, how can you be yourself with these cameras around? And what I love when Potomac breaks the fourth wall and Potomac also, they say things like reunion. They say things like, you know, on Mm -hmm. camera, off camera. They say those things, the things that Mm -hmm. like the Beverly Hills women don't even talk about when they are TV people. I love that they do that because that just makes me like them more. It makes me be like, yeah, you guys get it that this is your job and you're on television and there's a cast and a crew and people. Yep. And I just I feel like I don't know. I I just feel like I get to know who they really are much better. Yeah. When yeah. the fourth
0: wall breaks. I agree. I agree. And I and I just I appreciate the the realness of it. To me, it makes it feel even more real. Uh, in terms of their friendships and everything that's going on, and then comparing it to Beverly Hills, where they act as if there's not, they're not, they're not on the show in a way, you know. It, yeah. but it, it just, to me, the, the fact that they talk around the fact that they are filming mm-hmm. in Beverly, it just leads to me, it lends to the, um, it just is all false. To me, it just seems so. uh, I don't know. Yeah, Beverly Hills was such a slog. I didn't watch all of it. I just. I actually listened to more of the of content creators recapping it because. Oh, nice. Thank you. It it (laughs) it bothered me way too much. So thank you, thank you for taking one for all of us. (laughs) (laughs)
1: Yeah, and they didn't even send us to BravoCon for free. These jerks. You know, just thinking about the fourth wall stuff, like, I do think that's also why uh, family karma works so well is because right from jump, they were talking to production, they were breaking the fourth wall, like, it's just so much more realistic. And I feel like that's the stuff that, you know, that's the stuff we finally want to see now. Because
0: yeah, yeah. And you yeah. said it, I was going to say Family Karma as well, that that's why I like That's another reason why I like Family Karma. I love the breaking of the floor. I think of Monica in her, it was, I think she was cooking or something and she was joking around. And I think we even saw one of the camera people. I think, yeah. I can't remember. I think it was last season, but I loved it. I just love that.
1: Yeah, so. I, I love that. I, I love all of that. I think even on um, the very first episode of Family Karma, you had the grandpa, cause they like all go out to dinner and the grandpa like pulls one of the producers aside and sits her down and is like, sit and have a meal with us. Oh, Let yeah, me talk to you. Right. Where are you from? Where, which village are you from? Right. Like where, which region starts talking to her in their dialect and everything. And it was just like, that's, that's reality. Cause that is what would I happen if you met a South Asian grandparent. That is what, they like, mm-hmm. that's what my dad does. Like That is more realistic than anything that I've seen on any of these other shows. So that's, yeah, I, I love, I love love the breaking of the fourth wall. It's the best stuff.
0: I agree. Yeah. So powerful. So powerful.
1: So powerful. Well, do you have any other thoughts, Katya, about reality TV in general or
0: anything else you want to share or ask? Um, let's see. Yeah. Yeah. I think, I think we've pretty much covered a lot. I have a lot of thoughts, but we are not going to be talking for four hours. So. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. Well,
1: um, any. Yeah, no. If Go ahead and hit me with one more. A few more thoughts because we've got a little bit of time.
0: Oh, I just um, just in general, the thoughts like going back to um, Married with Medicine I so appreciate the way that they handle um, marriages like I think about that powerful reunion with Cecil and um, Simone and yeah and you know for me it's so important to not only see uh, black excellence represented in popular Mm -hmm. media but also uh, healthy black relationships. Yeah, because that's another thing that we don't often see and so and for me I really connect with um Simone and Cecil because they have been married the exact number of years that my spouse and I have been married 25 years 26 years now so like I really like I yeah so following their story and just yeah I I love that but I think it's also incredibly important to continue to show those those aspects and I'm really excited for instance about family karma the fact that they're coming back for is it a third season I think I was worried that I mean, I, I of course, as much as I enjoyed it, I was still worried just because of how things are in our popular media that they wouldn't bring it back for yeah. whatever reason. So I'm so glad that the, that it seems like it's here to stay, and I just hope that we get and now in and Dubai, of course. And I know that not everyone appreciated Dubai, but <laughs> I just I hope that we get, we get more more of that and less of the Beverly Hills type stuff.
1: Yeah, I agree. That I. Might, I yeah. I I loved it, too. I love Simone and Cecil so much. Like, if I could go to dinner with them, I would maybe cry. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) And laugh. Cry and laugh. (laughs) Yes. Yes. And be like, please, Simone, please stop screaming at me. But I would just love it. Yeah, I agree. And I think that's such a good point about, like, healthy relationships, too, because there is also, like – So one of my really, um, really, really good friends, she is her parents are Jamaican and Bayesian, And we trade a lot of notes about how Caribbean families are so similar to South Asian families. And one of the things that she said that her parents really benefit from and and I never heard this before, but I guess it has come. But she said that like there is these church groups that they've created um, in her community where different couples will sit down together and they almost become each other's like counselors sort of and so do these like small groups of different couples and they sit together and they talk about just stuff that's going on and they do it weekly and it's so encouraging because and the reason for that they created that because they wanted to create this sense of like you know, you're not, you don't have to go to your pastor to get advice because Mm -hmm. that can sometimes be problematic, right? There's like a position Mm -hmm. of power there, but you should be able to go to your peers and ask for help, or you should be able to go to your peers to understand each other and all that stuff. And so much of what I see on Married to Medicine sort of mirrors that to me because South Asians, typically we don't share. Asians, we keep our stuff to ourselves. We're not sharers. We don't You know, if there's Mm -hmm. stuff going on in the family, everybody pretends like they don't know except for when they gossip about it. So like Mm. for me, that's something that my husband and I like I like I'm always I'm he's he's probably so annoyed, but I'm always like talking whenever we're together with like other couples. I'm like, so guys, let's talk about our feelings or like I always want to talk about these like things because I do feel like we can all benefit and learn from each other in that way because I see I think it's so beneficial, but on am married to medicine. We see that all the time. As much as I think it's so corny, when Jackie's like, "Oh, it's the resuscitation relationship," whatever. Like she comes up with these names, yeah. and I'm like, "You don't need to put yeah. a label on him, Jackie." Yeah, just yeah. put everybody <laughs> yeah. in a room and ask them the same questions you ask all the time. It's just so entertaining to hear it. I love it. It's like, it's like exactly. the, it's like the, it's like the excitement of the newlywed show or like the newlywed game show, but except it's like people who have been married for like 30 years or 20 years and
0: yeah
1: it, it just I love that I love that kind of stuff so I agree with you
0: yeah and one quick thing I wanted because you uh talking about South Asian uh, families maybe not talking about things um yeah. going back to marriage medicine just how they show the men actually talking about their feelings yes. and the fact that it is black men black straight men as far as we you know talking about their feelings that's not something that we see either And so. I know my husband and I talk about that a lot, how in our community, it's just, uh, it's not something that is, yeah, it's not as supported or it's not as natural. It's like, you have to hold it in. And, but I know it's a part of also just our structure in the United States Mm -hmm. and it's a part of race and how it's structured. And it's like, yeah, you you have to be outwardly, you know, show a certain thing, right?
1: Yeah, that's such, that's such a great point because I'm also thinking about how, In Family Karma, one of the most refreshing things in the world to see was when we got, like, I think it was last season, we got that, like, off-camera, on-mic moment with Amrit's parents in the car talking to each other and his mom kind of having a lot of anxiety and his dad being so supportive and loving, and it's like... I still get emotional thinking about that because that is that is so not something like number one, seeing parents that were that supportive of their child isn't it's still Mm -hmm. rare in our community. But number two, seeing um, South Asian couples that are that much on the same page with each other is also rare only because. I don't know what anybody else, like all my family friends, my family members, everybody growing up, I have no idea what my aunts and uncles, what their marriages were like. Because in front of people, everything is so closed off and it's so private and all that stuff. So you never had any, idea. your only idea of what marriage looked like was either your parents or like a over the top Bollywood movie and like those were two spectrums and neither were healthy and so seeing that on family karma like I'm totally with you it's the same thing it's like that kind of representation is so important because you're like oh okay I'm not weird for wanting these things in my marriage this is normal like I just love it so much I love it too so, oh my God. You. Well, I loved talking to you. This was amazing. I loved it so much. Um, I'm so appreciative of your support as always. And, uh, I just, I thank you for being here.
0: Thank you for having me. This was wonderful. Thank <laughs> yeah, you. And I'll, I'll leave with the words of quad when she t- told her nephew, uh, if you're, if you're mad, uh, what did she say? Get glad in your pants or something like that. My mother always <laughs> said, if you're mad, scratch your ass and get glad. <laughs> <laughs> my, my <laughs> <mouth>. <laughs> yeah. quad, quad says
1: all kinds of things and most of it doesn't yeah. make any sense but
0: yeah. well, thank, well, you, I figured I yeah, thank you everybody <laughs>
1: <laughs> thank you for being here thank you for listening i'll be back um later on this week with the finale of love is blind with my friend Giselle, and then on saturday to talk about god knows what we'll find out Whatever Bravo plays this week. So thank you, Katya, so much. Thank you, everybody, for listening. I will be back later.